Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I'm joined by all three of my co-podcasters for this episode. Say hello to Nat. Hi. Jimin. Hello. And Jay. Hello, I'm back. Welcome, Jay. And we are here again for the K-pop news and gossip and discussion. So let's get to it. I'm going to start off first by talking about a story that has some relation to everything that's been going on with COVID-19. It's kind of hard not to find a new story that isn't related to COVID-19, but this one in particular deals with um, a couple of idols, specifically Guri from Kara and Winners Mino, and they both got in trouble. It was found out that they were both seen clubbing um, amidst amidst, um, social distancing rules in South Korea. So dispatch reported that Mino had performed in a club in Gangwon with a few guests and YG issued an apology. And then it was announced that Giri was seen visiting a club in the neighborhood of Itaewon in Seoul that is actually linked to multiple COVID-19 cases that emerged in South Korea after, after that night that everyone kind of gathered at the club. And Giri released a statement saying that she was sorry and that she wore a mask when she went in and came out. The interesting thing And this kind of changed the tone of the whole issue, but specifically when it applies to some of the male idols that were seen out and about, they were, you know, this is completely unfounded and it's just alleged, but there are some people on social media that were alleging that they saw Ki, Jungkook, and Unwoo also at the same time. Yeah, like there's some Kim Ki Bong. Yeah, he's the only key I know. Okay, isn't Key in the military right now? I don't know. Is he? They, I'm yeah, like, he is in the military. I'm like 100 sure. Yeah, he's still in the military. He's still in the military. They started a countdown for when they're all getting out. Yeah, really. Well, like, there were people the accusing him of being there. Obviously, these are all like I said, they're all alleged. So okay. you know, well, some of these. Either. Um, but this club that was in Itaewon is was actually a gay club so um, along with everything going on with people being upset for you know because of people going to these clubs and kind of you know causing the number of cases in South Korea to go up because of the one person that would happen to be there was infected. Um, there's the issues of this club being used as, I don't know, this way to spread rumors about different idols. And obviously, you know, fans were upset about that on social media. But what do you guys think about this story? And what do you think about Mino and Yuri, you know, going to this club? I mean, 
how do you guys feel about, I mean, South Korea did have pretty much like the lowest number of cases, like amongst most of these countries that are, you know, currently dealing with COVID-19. So they were more relaxed than a lot of other places, but there's still, you know, there's still some danger in having all of those people together. So, I mean, what do you guys feel about knowing that they were out and at this club and potentially I mean, exposing people? So I just from like a, the standpoint of like South Korea not being like locked down and things like that, I totally understand that. But at the same time, what I don't understand is like, I do think that some establishments should have like even in South Korea should have some sort of um, rules about like capacity and distancing. Like I know a lot of places from what I've heard that have been opened up in different parts of the world, but particularly like in America, they want to sort of implement certain capacity rules like they can only operate at 25 percent capacity. Um which I get, but at the same time, I feel like for places like bars and clubs and stuff like that, it's like really strange to go to a club and like be six feet away from everybody. Like it's just it's just a little bit strange to do. So I, in my mind, I would kind of just be like, so why would you even just like have the club open in the first place since you're not going to get the full club experience out of it? I don't know. It just seems like a lot of things that could have been handled on the administrative end or on the bureaucratic end that is kind of getting pushed off towards these citizens that have done nothing wrong well okay let let me rephrase that not that have done nothing wrong but more so like it's just kind of like getting blamed on an entire community of people when it's only like a select few who are doing these things so I, i definitely do think that that's wrong um at the same time with these celebrities going out clubbing i know that you know there was a denial at least on in the Jungkook um, on the Jungkook end, from what I heard. But I mean, at the same time, <laughs> Nat said it best a couple episodes ago. These companies and these idols deny things all the time, and they be facts. Like Cube denied Hannah and Edon's entire relationship, and that wasn't true. That you know their denial was false. They Hannah and Edon were dating, so like. I, I don't put it past the company and be like, no, our our idol is perfect and they would never do that and put people at risk and put themselves at risk and da 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 da. But honestly, I just don't believe that. And then you have people like, you know, months ago or a couple weeks ago where you had Ted Jung doing his little April Fools thing. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the virus is taken like extremely seriously in certain parts of South Korea, which I get. Well, you know, like they don't have as big of, um, it's not as urgent there as it is other places. Um, but yeah, I guess like my thoughts are just, you know, on a general level, there, there needs to be things happening where these club owners just shut down the clubs. Like that's, that's one way you can just nip it in the bud or do something, put some sort of protocol in so that you can reduce the spread. And then on the other end, it's wrong because you shouldn't blame an entire community for the actions of a few. And then on the other end, you have the idols that come into play who should be more careful. I mean, it, like, this isn't something little or it's not just themselves that they're putting at risk. It's other people. So 
Um, I don't know. Like it's a multifaceted issue, and I feel like the backlash is warranted if these idols were indeed out. Um, and I don't necessarily believe every time a company denies something, I don't think it's automatically means that the company is telling the truth. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, first of all, that whole club thing, that's a clown move. That really is. I mean, <laughs> with what's going on right now, I mean, you really can't be sure who has it or who doesn't because some places are being... Well, I agree with it, but everybody else is saying. Uh, should have stayed home. Should have closed the clubs. And do not generalize an entire uh, group of people <laughs> because of something that happened in one club. I don't know. I kind of feel like the celebrities, though, should probably know better uh, because you're a celebrity. People know who you are. You are on television. You are very visible. Why are you in a club, regardless of if you put your mask on or if you don't put your mask on? It just doesn't make sense. We do not want to spread Corona. We do not want to get Corona. We do not want anything to happen to, you know, people that we care about. And the best way to protect yourself is to not be in enclosed spaces where air is circulating uh, and Corona can be spread very, very easily, uh, like in that nightclub. So it just seems stupid. And I honestly think that the backlash for going to these clubs is very warranted because you could die. And I, I don't know about you, but going to the club is not worth my life. So why would you do it? And then to like, I really need to stress that because it happened in a gay club doesn't mean that you can be homophobic like that. Those two things are just not even connected. We have, you know, Karen's hair who are talking about, they need to get their hair cut. They need to go watch a movie. You know, nobody's really like, I mean, we talk about Karens, but Karens are the Karens of the world are not being punished in the same way. So, uh, or as they should be. So I don't know. I just kind of feel like it happened. It could have happened in any club. It's not like there's some weird, you know, gay agenda to spread Corona. Like that would be stupid. Uh, so please don't be homophobic. <laughs> just and and also. A lot of straight people go to gay clubs. So, I mean, but it is Korea, and I know Korea has Korea like many. The music is better. The music is better. You don't have to worry about dudes, you know, being gross and slimy on you when you're a, a girl for the most part, you know, like in the regular clubs. Uh, and it just, sorry, not regular clubs, but, you know, clubs. Uh, and it's it's just better. Like the music, though, is the main reason that you go to these clubs. <laughs> so I don't know. I just kind of feel like I think I already summarized it before. Don't go to the clubs, guys. Do not go to the clubs. Stay your ass home. Go for a walk if you need to be outside. Have a club at your house. You, some friends, go on Zoom, play the same music, have your life. It's it's just not worth it. To sacrifice yourself, to sacrifice the people around you who could get it from you is just not worth it. So let's continue to practice social distancing and to hopefully keep safe until we get a vaccine out. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Moving on. KCON 2020 is going to be online. 
apparently from June 20th to the 26th, uh, it says here, KCON USA posted on Twitter, get the ultimate KCON experience at home with hashtag KContact 24-7 all day, every day. Hashtag let's KCON 24-7 only on Mnet K-pop YouTube. Yeah, that's all you got so far, but I'm wondering what that'll exactly consist of. Are they just going to be streaming panels are they going to be streaming performances i mean i guess there's a way they can do it but either way it's not going to be the same feeling for people that want to go and kind of get the convention experience um you know just be like everything else you just kind of interacting with people through the screen and you're not seeing them in person but I think they'll probably get a decent amount of people that'll go. Um, I wonder if they're going to still charge for everything, which I guess they might. But yeah, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I was never going to go to KCON for the most part, <laughs> unless they invited me to you know, be on a panel of some sort. So it was just news to me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the experience of KCON, I assume, anyways, is that you're in the space breathing the same air as your idols, and that's the appeal. So I don't really know if an online experience is going to be that great of an idea, but I guess they're going to try to find some way to monetize it so that they can still make money and until they decide if they're going to have the August one in New York, which I, I mean, I seriously doubt it's not going to be a thing, but in case they do decide they want to go forward with that, you know, they can test out the LA version for now and, and see how they're going to be able to make money from that. Cause I mean, are they going to try to do another concert like SME was doing uh, and big hits going to be going, going to be doing, or like, how do you, how do you even make money off of like an online experience? Very. Yes. Like, yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like so weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, mm. I wish them the best of luck. <laughs> well, the recent um, super M concert, they made $2 million just off of the, the admission price to watch it. I know there was like 70,000 people, but I mean, that's just from the concert, like them paying. That's not like the merchandise or anything like that. So if KCON can do those numbers in like however long it is, um, it might be worth their while to, to do it. Okie doke. Next topic. Speaking of virtual performances and concerts, um, after their fans quite vehemently protested online that um, their faves would never do what SM did and charge for a concert. Big Hit announced that they are doing Bang Bang Con The Live. Um, according to the announcement, Bang Bang Con The Live is an online live concert that will let BTS and ARMY continue to nurture their special connection together while keeping everyone safe and healthy. And it says it will begin at 6 p.m. on June 14th via pay-per-view streaming and will be available for purchase 
from 1 p.m. on June 1st, Korean Standard Time on Weverse Shop. So they will be charging for this. I'm not really surprised. How much do you think they're going to end up charging? $100. <laughs> Armies will pay for it. So why not make, I mean, if, the, if SME made $2 million on $30 tickets, <laughs> Big Hit can definitely aim higher with BTS. So I would say 100 bucks. Wow. And they'll throw in like, they'll throw in some like VCRs that they made the boys do at gunpoint, you know, when they should be sleeping. And yeah, I think that's going to be what we can expect from this. So when they should be sleeping part is hilarious because <laughs> in a recent V Live, Young started singing um, a trot song. And mm-hmm. like the lyrics of the chat song were like, it was a song about like wanting to go on vacation. And then he t- he looks in the camera and goes, that's a song to our, um, to our bank PD, basically. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, dang, Sad. like, can you imagine? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's something about that is really, it's, it, it's obviously sad, but it's also funny to be like, just have the, the gall to just like talk to that man like that. Well, I mean, if they're really a million dollar, billion dollar company, it is because of these boys. So why not? <laughs> yeah, because you remember, remember when we had that one yeah. conversation, like, we yeah. don't think they realize their worth. I think they're starting to realize their worth. I think yeah. they're starting to realize, like, exactly that. I don't know. I just think something about that is just absolutely hilarious. Like, especially since, like, that's something that, like, SM artists kind of do all the time. Not all the time. Like, they don't look at SM, like, Lee Suman and be like, no, you know, let me go on vacation or whatever. They don't really, I feel like, have to. It seems like they, I don't know. Every, every you know, group has a different relationship with the founder of, the, of their label. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely. And they have different ways that they're allowed to, like, shade them in some ways. Because, I mean... Everybody gets to a point in their career where they need to, sh- they want to shade their company or their management of some sort. So I get I'm like, it. Yeah, I'm like 90% sure that like the, the guys in Super M probably just could shade Lee Suman and like have no problem. Like I really feel that way. I'm like they have. I'm like Beckyun and Temi, like they're kind of, they kind of do that already. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> so yeah, but no, like I definitely. I don't know if they'll charge a hundred dollars for the tickets. I could see, I could see them trying. Don't get me wrong. I can see them trying, but I think if you just, if you want me to pay for something, it can't be almost as much as it would be if I like was actually going to the experience, you know, like if it's virtual. So I don't know. I could see them probably charging like 50 for the tickets just to prove that they can to be honest <laughs> so um and it is kind of funny that like literally we were having this conversation on the last episode about like just the way the the way armies were like big hit would never do this to us i don't know it, it's just so funny like it, life really does come full circle doesn't it like it's legit the circle of life so I, you love to see it is is what I have to say. All right. Well, in Joe Kwan news and other news that proves that he is way awesome. He, as well as newest Ren, 
Astros MJ and musical actor Shin Jae-hyuk are going to be starring in the new musical Everybody is Talking About Jamie um, in South Korea. It uh, originally was a British musical inspired by the documentary Jamie Drag Queen at 16. And it's um, about a gay 16-year-old named Jamie who dreams of becoming a drag queen and the challenges that someone from his background faces in daily life. Um, the Korean version is going to be scheduled to run from July to September in Gangnam. And like I said, uh, Jo Kwon is going to be playing the role of Jamie for some part of that run. So that sounds like a very awesome role for him to take on. And it'll be interesting to see um, any pictures or video that may come from those performances. I'm sure he'll do a great job and mm. other idols as well. It, it definitely seems like it's going to be super interesting. Um, I saw like the promo pictures and they look pretty good, like high budget. Um, I, I'm kind of confused though. Like, is there any clarification of like, is the musical going to be like something that people go to in person or is this going to be like something that they will can like record and like put online? I don't know. I haven't seen any clarification on that. So. Because I feel like with the way it's looking right now, it would be kind of controversial if they like did this in person. Like it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, why, you know, you would still put on shows and even to like having the movies open and, and stuff like that. Like I just, that wouldn't make a lot of sense to me. And if they do put it online, that actually would be great because I would love to see it. So. <laughs> yeah um, yeah i would like to see it as well so maybe they will you know have some sort of like i don't know recorded like version or something like that um i mean you know like we said they are relaxing certain things in south korea so maybe they they will have people there in person even though that wouldn't necessarily be a good idea but I hope that they do some promotions for it at least. So, yeah. Any other thoughts on this? I have to say that I have really appreciated Joe Kwan coming back <laughs> and just sitting in his truth. And it's like, if you like it, great. Get on this train. If you don't like it, get off the train, shut up and go away. You know, I, I just love that, that whole vibe and that sort of, um, I know. I think there's something about second gen idols, especially that is just so confident and just so secure in in what they their talents and what they can do and and what they bring to the table as artists. And I just I don't know. It's all over him. So good luck to him and Ren. And I forgot the name of the other guy <laughs> that you mentioned. Uh, but good luck to these these gentlemen in in this role. And I if I like musicals, I would say I would like to see it too. But I don't like musicals at all. So. Enjoy. Oh, Nat, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't like them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, 
Silent G Idol is making a grab for Western validation. They recently dropped the English version of La Ta Ta. And I have not listened to it, so I don't know how well the English lyrics go together with this. But apparently they are going to be coming stateside as well. Um, I know that they had some sort of concert planned. I don't know. I mean, in Korea, I don't know if they have anything planned in the U.S. Yeah. Um, do we have any ideas about them actually making any waves in the U.S.? They're no. going to get any attention. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually was supposed no. to be their push to the States this year because they signed with an American label or company for distribution and they were supposed to actually go on an american tour and they were also supposed to drop an, an english album so this was supposed to be their breakout year i think that was the whole plan and then mm. rona hit, and i mean you know we talk a lot about the bad aspects of rona but i can see the positive in preventing silent g idol from uh dropping whatever english uh ethnic hip music they are going to drop so yeah mm. i did I hear Atata, the english and it was i don't know it was the same song it just didn't really make a difference for me <laughs> <laughs> it's still a good song it just wasn't like anything special mm. yeah i can't really see in general like their musical style really translating well here regardless so yeah, and they don't have the YG machine behind them like Blackpink does. So, well, YG secured however he secured them for Coachella. I mean, that was a finesse. I don't see G Idol's company doing anything like that. Aren't they with Cube? Yeah, they are. Yeah, so Cube's not going <laughs> to. Cube is not going to let that. They're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And people can say, oh, well, what about B2B? But B2B put in the work themselves to be successful like they are now. And they can actually like all sing and dance and rap. Um, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. so I don't I don't know if that's true or not for the G Idol girls. I'm not really into them because you know their comments that they had made. Um, you know, Matataza, that's you know, I like the song, but their other songs I really don't remember. And yeah. I mean it's kind of unfortunate that this was quote supposed to be like their year and then um, corona happened, but um, even without it, I don't think like they were gonna blow up regardless. So, this could be a blessing in disguise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's all I have to say <laughs> about that. MCND um, had some trouble this past week. The group apparently came under fire for an old clip of them that surfaced where they were dancing to Lil Dicky's Freaky Friday featuring Chris Brown. And they were mouthing the lyrics that had a racial slur. And it came up like a lot of times. 
Top Media did release a notice in English. Um, they said it has it was brought to our attention that a performance by MCND prior to their debut had an instance where the members appeared to say an inappropriate and insensitive word. Um, we apologize to anyone who may have been offended. We've taken the necessary actions to remove any related footage from our social media channels. We take these matters very seriously and have taken the necessary steps to educate our staff and members to be more sensitive and culturally aware. You know, I will say that at least their company did acknowledge that it was not a good thing and that that it was something that needed to be addressed and, you know, dealt with. Uh, MCND, as far as I know, they haven't addressed this, like, personally. But it it's really... I mean, it's kind of like same, same stuff, different day, right? Like, this is just, we've kind of normalized it at this point. Like, there's a comment on um, Asian Junkie uh, that he posted uh, by, uh, from a commenter. He said, as a Black woman who's into girl groups, I guess she's saying, or GG groups, I guess she's saying girl groups. It was so painfully cringe that I was able to laugh hard enough to partially ignore the obvious disrespect, at least for a second or two. It's so common to see niggaboos that it's almost been normalized, but I digress. Any thoughts on this? Have we seen the video? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, kind of like you're saying, you know, it's same thing, just a different group um, and top media only released a statement now because people were saying something about it. Cause mm-hmm. I guarantee if nobody said anything, then they wouldn't have issued that apology. Like if you were offended, yeah, we're offended. I mean, that's like, you know, God forbid if any of us did anything that was anti-Asian or, you know, Korean, and then we gave that kind of response and they wouldn't take that. They'd be like, y'all liars. Y'all know what you're doing. So it's just always this dissonance between it's okay for them to, well, they think it's okay for them to be in this case, anti-black racist and then issue some half-ass apology. But then if the same thing were to happen to them, you know, they'd be ready to, you know, go to war about it. and i mean i guess kind of like that one commenter that it was just like okay you know something else happened all right what's next on the agenda like it's nothing to well sometimes it's nothing to get upset about or you're not gonna let that get you upset that day because it's just like okay another you know just another name on the list of things um yeah i don't know it's kind of like i'm not surprised (laughs) i think i'm more surprised about the group because i don't know who they are than the actual situation and yeah you know the agency actually addressed it which is more than um most of these companies have ever done uh so i i guess there is you know something to be said about the fact that they actually acknowledge that it's something worth 
issuing a statement about. But there's no excuse. I mean, they got to know what the N-word is by now. So that was a choice they made. I'm sure there's a censored version of that song on Apple that they could have used instead. Uh, and, you know, if they wanted to sing the N-word, they could have done it like in their room or in their practice room when cameras were not on. And instead, they chose to do it in public. And so they should be, you know, treated as they have been treated by people who are not happy with being dehumanized by a bunch of Koreaboos, uh, or not Koreaboos, uh, but by a bunch of like Koreans who are, you know, stealing the culture, but also shitting on black people at the same time. Like, can we just have, you know, like if you're going to steal from black people, like at, at the very least, don't, you know, dehumanize us. Like that's, I think that's like the barest minimum that we we should expect from these people, you know? And uh, as we have seen time and time again, that is clearly not, <laughs> that's a, too much, too much to ask for from uh, a group of people who, you know, do take a lot from Black culture uh, all the time. So I don't know. I, I don't know what new thing there is to say or to ask for or how to word it in a way that is different uh, that, they, that makes them understand it. I mean, if we were going around using Asian slurs, I'm sure there would be a problem. So <laughs> just don't use the N-word. Even if it's in a song, just skip it. It's not hard. It's a word. Goddamn. But yes, that's... Um, <laughs> I have to that. I actually still don't know who MNCD is. So they yeah. had uh, like two songs, but only one of them really got popular, and it's called Ice Age. And from what I saw, that people liked it because it was like it's very rap heavy and like hip hop. Um, so that's like why people were like, "Ooh, this group!" And then they had a a recent comeback and then people were saying that they liked that song even better than Ice Age, which I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about that, but that's just me. Um, yeah. So it was like, they were starting to get more attention and then this happened. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if because this is happening so early in their career that they're most likely going to be able to bounce back from it in some kind of way. I seen like some like BTS, tendencies with this group so whether they get really popular or not i don't know but i am seeing some some similarities hmm. between how they're starting out now to bts <laughs> interesting yeah any other thoughts apparently some of the members of exo had a little reunion i heard Yes. So there were two reunions, actually. On this episode of EXO Watch, we had EXO uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> as we know it now uh, said goodbye to the leader, Suho, who has enlisted in the army. And everybody was there except for Lei, who was unable to go because he's making bank in China. He did mention it, though, in a t I think it was a tweet. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Weibo or where it was, but he did message uh, about the event. It's just, you know, he couldn't be there, unfortunately. And then in 
China, I believe, we had a reunion, a mini XOM reunion, and that was with fan faves, Chris, rapper, Luhan, visual, Cal, dancer, and they look amazing, fantastic. I'm so happy that whatever beef started after Chris and Luhan left and Tao had like some not so great things to say about them. Uh, I'm really happy to see that they have mended and they are good friends. And, you know, we had Luhan talking about how he hates to fly. And I think it was Tao who stayed with him um, and sort of walked him or sort of helped calm him down before he had to fly somewhere. And so, you know, these guys, they're, they're not best friends, which is fine but they are still pretty close in some ways and it's always great to see i mean i am very excited because i hope this leads to a song together who knows i mean they're rich and they are good looking and they're talented and so why not do a song together we know it's going to be number one everywhere i mean chris had a number one song album over uh what's her name ariana that got her all in her feels so i'm pretty sure whatever they drop is going to be number one everywhere so why not just do it and then maybe have a lay in the video and you know make all my dreams come true so So yes that was what has happened lately and hopefully we're going to see more because they're doing all these reality tv stuff and so i'm yeah i'm i'm excited i'm i'm sated because Dio and Jumin is coming back from the army, you know, and so we got some bops hopefully coming. And, you know, uh, Day just had a baby. So congratulations to him. Congratulations to the, the mother. Congratulations to the baby. And so, like, everything's coming up EXO at this point. So I got no complaints. At Not Your Average Netizens, we love kicking around the latest K-pop gossip for your enjoyment. However, it takes time and money to be able to properly run a podcast. I mean, we've been doing this thing since 2014, and we still have so much content we like to produce. So if you like what we do, you look forward to our episodes and dig our brand, please support us by going to Patreon and Not Your Average Netizens and dropping us at $1, $2, whatever you want. We appreciate any contribution you have to make, especially during these trying times. Thanks for listening, and back to the show. You mentioned something about storylines and MVs that you had some thoughts on. Did you still want to speak on that? So actually, it kind of stemmed from a conversation we were having earlier uh, where Jay was saying, you know, what happened to just good old meaningless music? I mean, music that didn't have a deep message, music that didn't have two titles. You know what I mean? Do you know how, like, you ever notice a lot of these albums, they'll have like, like a phrase and then a semicolon and then another phrase. Like got sevens album was like that. BTS albums have been like that. Can you you say that again? I got confused. So it'll be like this. It'll let me, I'm going to show you. It'll be, uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know you said it, then like my brain was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all these boy groups, it'll be like the book of us entropy, like love yourself, her, like, you know what I mean? Like 
what does that even mean? Like, like what, what are you using the semicolon? I don't know. I, sometimes I think people overuse semicolons. Uh, anyway, that is another story. Ahead, empty. I'm dead. Um, so, um, basically, I feel like what's what's going on is there's this just like every music video has a theory. Every um, you know, every album has to have. Actually, this is something that um, BTS recently talked about. In um, I believe they were they did this video. Um, that they put on their YouTube channel where I guess for their new album, because they're supposed to be coming back soon. For the album they're supposed to be coming back with, they're doing this new thing where each member gets a job and they get something to do and they like document them doing that job, I I believe. Um, and so like, for example, um, uh, I believe Yoongi is going to be in charge of the or Suga, I'm sorry. Suga is gonna be in charge of um like the album jacket. And then like Jungkook is gonna be in charge of the music video. And then um J Hope is the choreography and J- Jungkook is I already said Jungkook. Uh Taeyong is I believe the fashion, like the outfits and the costuming. And then Jimin is like the project manager and then Namjoon let me not call this man's name, Jen. I've been saying that ironically lately. Because um, he gets on my nerves. Uh, RM is supposed to be the um, music person, like over music. You get the point. You know what I'm saying. They were mm-hmm. doing, they had they had a meeting and they took a video of the meeting and put it on YouTube. And in the meeting, J-Hope made a comment where he was like, you know, it would be nice if we could just like not have like an overarching thing to the album and just do something that's just like real and something that really represents us. Like instead of doing, cause you know, here lately, actually you might not know, you guys might not know, but like their albums lately have all had a theme that was like based on some psychology, like psychological principle or something like that. So like um, map of the soul, is like literally based on like I believe Jungian philo- uh, Jungian psychology, um, and then like the whole love yourself thing is rooted in you know different things, and then it, it goes back to even like blood, sweat, and tears, where that's not psychology, but that was rooted in um, like the concept for the music video. It was like rooted in that. Um, there's like a do you guys know the book Damien? Yeah, but I thought yeah. it was um oh shoot, I know what book you're talking about. Not the thing is it? It's Damien. Where he is the lines Damien? that he yeah, the lines that he says in that music video, he too was a um the evil world which um that one, th- those lines that he says in the music video, that's from Damien. And so like oh, okay. it's supposed to go with this theme of like, you know, there's like different sides of the soul kind of thing. It's like a light side and a dark side, right? I always, I don't know why, but I always thought like the whole like blood, sweat, and tears. Like I can only go from the visual aspect of it, though, so I can't really say anything. About no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the visual oh, okay. aspect. The okay. song itself is like, wasn't it about Icarus? Icarus? Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, okay, so okay, uh, I, there's like a blending of the elements. But like the the actual lines that he's reading where he talks about like those lines come from Damien. You see what I'm saying? And okay. don't give me like 
there's lots of influences in there, but I'm just like giving an example of like how they always have to have some sort of deeper thing tied to things. Or yeah. like when they did, I believe it was, was it the I Need You music video? It was either I Need You or Run, where like Jungkook was in a wheelchair and like, like it was just a lot that one? When they were like in that hospital wearing white or something. Did we not watch that music video? I don't think so because I wouldn't have been around for that. I say all of that to say that um, basically J-Hope made a point. Like I, like I didn't really realize, like I knew that that's what they, they had been doing, but I always kind of figured that they wanted to do something like that. I always thought like, you know, they were like, oh, let's do this like psychological concept or like, let's do, you know, Namjoon was like, oh, I just read this book. Let's just put these lines in here and it'll be super deep and this, that and the other, you know? Um, and I never really considered that it was like big hit kind of orchestrating these themes to put on the album to make it seem deeper than what it actually is. Because if you ever listen to a BTS album, it's never really about what the album title is. Like, and I'm not saying that it has to be because most, I would say, you know, not every album is named in a way that it's like, you know, about that. But like, even the way down to the way they promote, like Love Yourself tier, like any of these Love Yourself albums, it's like promoted in a way that say, oh, it's a deep concept about loving yourself. But like the songs are never really like, that deep or they're just not really about loving yourself they're about like loving other people and so it just it just comes off as like fake right and i think a lot of groups have been doing that like where they just have to have some fake deep stuff like even to like luna i don't even understand luna's music video theories i don't even care about it like i don't i don't pay attention to it i sometimes it can be cool and interesting but it's only cool and interesting like when it tells a cool and interesting innovative story not when it's just like these disparate pieces that are coming together out of nowhere like exo's power right don't get me wrong we don't talk about exo's power we just don't talk about it (laughs) (laughs) i mean don't get me wrong it wasn't out of nowhere like obviously their whole theme is that they all have superpowers but when was the last time exo really embraced like Oh, we all have super like I don't know. It just it just seems so like why are you shoehorning this? And the, the good thing about EXO is that they don't do it all the time, but like some groups, that is their entire identity. And I just I don't know. Sometimes music just has to be real and honest and natural and not about this theory and not about this like fake universe you've made for the members where they're all like aliens from outer space and like they each have like a superpower and that they come together in the music videos to like fight crime and save their fans. It just it's too much. And I guess I just want to twerk. You just want to twerk about. That's all you want sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> That's all. See, see. I don't come here to be confused about whether or not your song is about Icarus or Damien. Like, just exactly. pick a struggle, BTS. Pick a struggle, God <laughs> Seven. Exactly. See, that's what, you know, I've been saying this for a while. I mean, and even if they do have like a universe, like you were saying, it doesn't always have to be something related to that. Like they can always reference it like back to it or have like one kind of music video that caters to that and then have other things that don't. And um, I think that because BTS did it, 
and they kind of got popular off of that, that that's like why other groups are trying to do it now. I think Dot Seven's trying to do it, or they tried to with like the whole flight log series, but that didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Stray Kids are trying to do it as well, but again, it really doesn't make any sense. Like it's not connected, like in a cohesive kind of way. They're just kind of like are grasping at straws. Like same thing like with Luna, like that's a whole, it's a extra with that whole thing and like how they're all connected. They're like mirror people or like they mirror each other. And that's mm-hmm. the thing of it with Luna, but it's just so convoluted. And I mean, you know, kind of like you're saying like, okay, this is cool and all, but where's just a, I almost miss the K-pop videos where they were just in a box singing and dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like- I kind of sometimes somewhat miss that. Just that it's just Simplicity. Nice yeah, yeah. Just, you just want a song of or people bad, badly dressed dancing on cue like or if it's gonna be like having a storyline like obviously you know you guys know the my history you know the artist that i like if it's gonna be a storyline be like michael jackson and make it like an entertaining storyline that is just like coherent and it like goes all the way through like thriller thriller is like the perfect example of a storyline that like it's supposed to be scary and it like goes all the way through and it's just like and it's simple simple enough it's simple enough that it's accessible right like a lot of people whereas there's like deep philosophical like meaningful lyrics and then like okay here's the thing if you're gonna have deep meaningful lyrics you don't need to have a deep meaningful video i feel like you need to pick one because if you have one thing, like if you have to de- decipher the lyrics and then you have to decipher the music video because they don't really match, like I feel like that's just too much. Mm. You do a bit too much. I don't, I don't want it. Sometimes I just need to listen to a song and get my feelings and just move on. You know, like I don't need it to be, um, you know, quoting Shakespeare or a Nazanin or you know, I don't need all of that. I just need sometimes like simple songs about being human. You know, and I don't know. Like, I agree with what you guys are saying for sure. I do feel like, like in God Seven's latest song, they had those um, modern dancers there for a reason. And I was just like, this ain't make no sense. Why are you like, why do you need to have these dancers here? Like, we, we get it. BTS did it. It's popular. It's a thing. Honestly, that's the one thing where I can say, and I hate saying this, but I can't say it. I feel like bts paved the way like i feel like nobody was really doing this convoluted like everything has to have a significant meaning thing until bts started doing it like and honestly that might be one of the worst like inventions of the past couple years in k-pop just because it's like it's cool at first but like you were saying and like jay was saying like i want to break like sometimes i don't want to have to like I want like, okay, the accessibility aspect to me is the biggest aspect, just like Nat was saying, because like, I can't, if you're not a fan of Luna, for example, like Luna is a great example. If you're not a fan of Luna, you cannot easily access their music video storylines. Like you just won't get it. I honestly, like there was so much going on in that last music video that they dropped that I didn't even think it was a storyline attached to it. I just assumed it was just random things happening. Like that's how... (laughs) That's how like convoluted that music video was. And I mean, like, I I was totally on board with Luna. Like I guess yeah. but like I was totally on board with Luna after these subunits and the solos. 
and then they got together and it's just been like gar- like honestly I, I no offense to luna but it's kind of been garbage after garbage after garbage for me since then so i mean i'm just like pack i'm ready to pack it up <laughs> it's been a lot of weeks you know like we got we got rona going on you know people are not you know feeling the whole stay at home thing they're touch starved they're like going through it and like to have a eight minute video about carl jung and um i don't know like the theory of relativity or whatever bullshit is going on like it's just a lot it's just a lot going on okay i just want i mean to even go. to txt like big hit is, is doing oh TXT. like that feature film we watched just to get yeah. one minute and 30 seconds of the actual song it was literally like a teaser of the song in because they were so focused on this movie that they were giving us like why it's a music video play the damn it's music. About some music yeah like what <laughs> I like, mean, they trying to do they trying to make a moment like Michael Jackson. I mean, he made a lot of them, you know, like even like before Thriller, he had like Beat and Whoa. Remember the Time and you know Whoa. Janet too. She had, you know, Rhythm yeah, Rhythm Nation and all this kind of thing. Uh, what was that one with she if, if is like one of the best music videos of all time. I love oh, that that's one of my favorites. Really? Really? No, I mean, but but I will say that some of the groups now, I think one group that does kind of do it right is monster x with some of their like well and no they don't got no storyline now but like when they did drama rama like okay was that one video and then that was it and i think they had another we like, we, we don't acknowledge uh korean songs from monster x <laughs> excuse me deceased. <laughs> it's okay. all about the english songs from monster oh. x they are no, like, no, like no. or or you know what if it's gonna have <laughs> if it's gonna have some sort of symbolism or a story and i'm not just saying this because i love this particular group but i do like what shiny did with their story of light music videos um even though not all of them had like a story there was one that's like very specifically had a story and that's because it was about their member that literally died so yeah, it, it it had a deep meaning that was deep because it was actually deep and not because you were trying to convince me that you're deep you know what i mean like you read like that you read half a book on psychology and decided like right this is it this is, it. Oh this is... <laughs> what bruh or like the can we, in these titles we gotta talk about these titles. what in the world is the book of us entropy <laughs> where are y'all going with that i would like to know Honestly, though, like as bad as some of these things were, I don't think anything was as bad for me as the um, Got Seven flight log. Like, there, whatever they were trying to do with that, I, I still oh, don't know, that. and I still don't Ooh, understand. You're gonna have to flight log oh departure. Yeah, uh, they were just. I don't know. They were saying so and so was dying, and that they were saving. It was just such a deal. Shut up! Just sit there and dance and be quiet. (laughs) We don't love you guys because we we are just in awe of like your intellect. Like that's not why we love you guys. Like no offense, not saying you're dumb or anything, but just saying like that's not what we come to you for. In fact, if I'm gonna go to any group for that, I am gonna go to BTS because they've done it better than everybody else so far. And even to them, they're 
theirs is not great. Like it, don't get me wrong. Like a lot of people don't like the Blood, Sweat, and Tears music video, but I actually oh, I really love that music video. It's I think gorgeous. it's a great it's music video. It's their best one, I think. Yeah. It's like such a high, it's such a well done artistic. It has great references to these great artistic moments. It is done very well. And I think so many, I've heard, but a lot of armies like really don't think that it's like their best work. And I don't understand how, but these are the same people like Frank Spring Day. So I, I I can't make a argument. Um, But But even like present, um, like colon you. What does that even mean? Like who? Got seven. Oh, they present. present. Yeah, I was like, what is that? Oh, they present. Oh, I thought it was present. I was you like, know what? Uh, it could be. Okay. okay. The fact <laughs> is, none of us know. <laughs> I'm, like I'm dead serious. The, like, it could be a whole bunch of stuff going on with that, and we will never know because I don't even think they know. Yeah, I everybody. Mean, this was pretty good on it, but like I'm trying to even look up like series. You know, actually, who I think does do very good storytelling in music videos? Dreamcatcher. Oh, I didn't even say that. They got uh, the fantastical Sailor Moon lady fight going on in <laughs> Deja Vu. Uh, they have a sort of dystopian nightmare in Scream. I mean, every song is a night uh, is about a different type of nightmare, and I appreciate it. It's concise. It's straight to the point. You don't really have to like dig deep, but at least you get more than just pretty girls dancing. So, and I mean, I have no problem with pretty girls dancing, but you know, Deja Vu was my favorite music video from last year for a reason. So I think that they do like a really good job at n- doing something different, but keeping it on theme. Yeah, and and you know what it. Speaking of just the the fake deepness that's going on with music videos and album titles, honestly, the album titles are the funniest part. I'm just, to me, they are. Um, There's also like the, like, this whole new thing where everybody is doing a documentary where they claim that they're going to just tell all. And you know what? I will cut 17 some slack. Because seventeen, they're they literally have one episode. But like, how many documentaries does BTS need to do for us to like get the point? And I know you guys don't watch BTS documentaries, but all of them are like the exact same. It's like, look at us struggle. Oh no, Jungkook, he almost dead. Oh no, that's okay. We saved him. Wow, yay. Oh, look at us. We love being idols, but. We also are not that similar to other idols because we are the most successful group. It's like the the storyline is literally always the same and there's never anything like actually substantive happening. Like they claim that they, you know, it's going to be like, for example, the title of this one is um, Behind the Scenes. And like the first one was like Bring the Soul or something like that. Like it's always these names. It, they always give their, their documentaries these names as if they're going to like expose some secrets and like we're going to finally find out what's going on with Jungkook and that girl and why this man looks like an e-boy and he's getting all these tattoos. And we're going to figure out like, you know, what is going on? Like why were they about to disband in 2018? And then they just don't talk about it. They just like gloss completely over it. And I'm like... I just don't understand. Like, what is the point in a documentary? Like, 
when you guys watch documentaries, right? Like the new edition. Did you guys watch the new edition documentary? I, I'm hoping somebody says yes. Uh, see? I don't have BT anymore. So <laughs> isn't it, wasn't it like, it wasn't a documentary. Wasn't it a biopic or no? Oh yeah, it was a biopic. It was a biopic, but oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah. yeah documentary biopic. I mean, basically same thing. <laughs> um, well, at least for New Edition, it was because they actually like had a hand in the story, so it was supposed uh, to be real, okay. right? I mean, I followed it enough because I was on Twitter that day or that <laughs> evening. So yeah, and I do like New Edition, but well, we've all seen like the Jackson family biopic, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. So like, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, well, I, I say that because, like, when you watch that, you gain a new insight, right? So, like, when I first watched that, I was like, oh, okay. So, Joseph Jackson was just like having his kids slaving. Like, he was literally having them slaving all over America. Or when yep. I watched New Edition, I was like, oh, Ricky Bell was a drug addict. Oh, and, seriously. Huh? Yeah. Seriously, a drug addict. Like, yeah. Wow. Um, you know who else did a really good uh, sort of documentary? Uh, Beyonce, when she did uh, the Beachella, um, the documentary itself. She did a lot of like, for that? Yeah, she, it was on uh, Netflix, I think. And it was, and then she did like a live album for it as well, too. But it, you gained like a lot of insight in how she got it ready and how. Um, also, it was like a concert DVD cover. Kind of, but it was like uh, behind the scenes of it. Of um, it, right. Yeah, exactly. And like, So it she, makes sense that it was only about the music and not her personal life, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but she did have some personal stuff in it as well, too. Like how she got her body ready and basically she starved herself. And But like the moral of that story was she was hungry. And she said she'd never do it again. So I think um, there's a lot of like personal stuff in there as well, too. That kind of mm. give you more information about you know the artist, obviously, and just like how she works. But I mean, mm. it's not like Beyonce, and Beyonce is really guarded. So for her to do something right. like that, you know, and <laughs> you're mentioning all these like different um, sort of are they run? Are they called like the run series or something? No, like that? no, no. The run episodes are different. That's like their little oh. variety show. This is their <laughs> documentary. Like they, <laughs> they, huh? Sorry, sorry. I was like, when do these guys sleep? Because you're just like... Honestly, they're always on camera. Yeah. Like, do they do anything else? I mean, my God. You know, like, (laughs) you know how we say Mark Lee is the hardest working child in South Korea? I think think BTS is really close because I don't think they sleep. They literally are always preparing for something else and it's a a lot. No wonder why Taehyung was calling out Bank PD to give them a vacation, but even like here lately, they've Sugar has been doing his version of Queen Radio. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's been doing his so own have, like, version a, of that. Uh, like one of those foghorns that he just like pre- plays all the time. Honestly, it would be hilarious if he did, but you it, know. it would be hilarious. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then and then they've been having like the guys come on and do like arts and crafts. Like they had Jungkook and Taeyong, two grown men, uh, <laughs> sitting there like <laughs> making flowers, like arts and crafts. And then they had J Hope, who's almost thirty, making bracelets, like friendship bracelets. It was just like it's cute, but like 
I don't really know that they want to do this. Like, I, I don't know. I, that I can do. bet that they don't want to be doing that. Yeah, um, especially Tay. Tay looked like he, Tay took that hot glue gun, he glued some paper together, uh, put it on the headband, and threw it on the ground, and for 40 <laughs> minutes, just looked at the camera. And I said, you know what? Good for you, baby. <laughs> oh my God, I have to watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, no, no, I feel really bad for them. Oh, I mean, I know they're rich and, you know, problematic, but like, Honestly, at the same Honestly, time, at this like, point, geez, who, who's not rich and problematic? But that's true. I and, mean, and, we're and still ordering like, from Amazon, so at this point, really, right? And Jeff Bezos <laughs> is pretty, pretty much certifiably Satan. So, yeah, um, him and Elon Musk. But <laughs> no offense to Baby Schwa. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Let me oh. not lie to you like that. Because I honestly, you told me, is it? Yeah, it's like Isaiah. Isaiah, all the numbers yeah. and stuff. Pronun- yeah, that's it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, Schwa well, and Isaiah sound thought. pretty similar. So, well, well, from what I saw, anyways, I don't know if that's. From I I read something like it was supposed to be like Ash something, like it oh, sounds no. like. <laughs> hey, maybe you can you better sue him. You better sue I was him. Say, like you can get some money. I mean, uh, yeah, about to be a trainers during a, a recession and a global economic meltdown. But you know, yeah, sue him. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, <laughs> honestly, Elon Musk is—he's got enough money to like last a couple lifetimes. So why not? But yeah, so basically, when when I want to see a K-pop documentary, right? Like, if you tell me we're going to do a documentary, we're going to show you. All of like the the high moments, the low moments, the pain, the struggles, all of this, that, and the other. I'm expecting like, don't get me wrong, you don't have to go into detail about like, you know, Jimin starving himself, Jungkook rebelling. Like, you don't have to go into extreme detail about like your personal life. But like, I don't. I expect you to like be real with me and be honest about like your actual struggles. One thing I will say though that I was really shocked about, and I don't know if you guys have seen this video because it was going around. But like in episode three, which came out um, on Thursday, which is now two days ago, um, they showed a a scene where the guys were about to perform Idol, but like they like one of the like crew members got Namjoon's attention and like RM's attention, and they were like, "You cannot dance on the stage," and he was like, "What do you mean?" And like they were telling him like he can't go out go out there and dance. Then they cut to a scene under the stage. And I guess the stage was just collapsing. So they had like 20 people holding the stage up while the guys were performing on the stage. Um, okay. <laughs> that's I did see something like that. So they were really just, they just let them go out there like that? Yes. Instead of being like, it's hey, like, this is a problem. Let's, you know, no, they actually, let me find that video. Because they were, I, I remember watching that. Sure. Mm-hmm. They had them stomping on the stage and everything. And them dudes were holding it up. You know, like Atlas was holding up the world. Wow. <laughs> I mean, no, dead serious. It was like, I was like, oh my God. Like, and then the fact is, the fact that Big Hit just felt so comfortable with putting that in the documentary, that really bothers me. Because it's like, if you, why are y'all so willing to show us you putting them at risk? Because they did, like, for example, Jungkook all, literally passed out, like, one time. And they just, like, filmed the whole thing. Like, the whole thing. 
no respect for this man's medical privacy. Like, I I don't understand that. Well, I, like, I, sorry, sorry, go. Uh, no, I'm just saying. Like, I was only gonna say it's like torture porn. It's like, uh, I, and then they they took down the uh, website that was putting up the free stuff. Like, they literally her page now says it's forbidden because they were they were sending out cease and desist. So of course I can't. I don't know if I can find it. Um, but it was crazy to see that. But you don't want to talk about you know Jungle getting a tattoo. You don't even want us to see his tattoos, but you want to willingly show us this stuff. Well, I think that's to the torture porn that you the whole narrative of the boys being so downtrodden and working so hard and got the video guys about to send it to you. Yeah, that was I know know, right. (laughs) Oh, I thought I was taking a long time. No, Uh, yeah, but it does speak to like as Ash is saying and as you were saying, like the whole idea of like these these guys are suffering to give you the best of them, you know? And I think that's, that's basically really popular in terms of um, sort of like a, a point of view in, in K-pop itself. They really do want you to see how your, your favorites suffer for their performance and, and to give you the best that you could get. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, even in the 17 documentary, they teased the scene where like one of the members literally looks like he's about to pass out from exhaustion, which mind you is a trope that they keep pulling because in the first burn the stage, one of the big scenes was like Jungkook passing out from exhaustion. And in the second one, bring the soul, they had Jungkook passing out from exhaustion. And then in this one, they had multiple members looking like they're about to pass out from exhaustion. So it is so creepy to me. Like, but I don't know if you guys are watching the video or if you see yeah. it. They're holding the stage up. But that's also really dangerous for the guys under the stage. Like Exactly. If, if that had like collapsed in any section, they would basically be dead. I don't know why anybody would think that's worth it. Right. Stages have collapsed before. I remember a couple years ago where um, at the state fair here, um a stage collapsed and just killed people like it, it, a bunch of people kill, got killed um it, that stuff is like serious and like deadly like i just don't understand and the fact is this could have been prevented like this didn't have to happen yeah and then on top of that they didn't just have them dancing like the boys they had the backup dancers all the dancers too. like it didn't make sense like at least if you know you have these guys the bottom and well guys and, and girls they had everybody down there pretty much holding up the stage uh if you knew that you had these people below you like remove the backup dancers at the very least and put like just the boys up you know yeah. like be considerate at least because i said like if that stage had collapsed in any shape or form like they would be dead period the most part. yeah so if the fans had any sense they would be raking big hair across the coals for doing something like this that's but... so disrespectful oh no the, oh no the fans what they're doing is said like i feel like the fans are kind of split but what a lot of the big popular fans are doing they're saying um look at how much they love us mm-hmm. they're willing to look Class. at how much they're sacrificing for us and yeah. behavior yeah no. you think i want beyonce dancing on a collapsible stage girl 
people at the bottom holding it up. Like, are you kidding me? I would sue everybody in the state of Texas if something happened to Beyonce on a stage. Like, are you kidding me? Mm. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, didn't we learn from Wendy? Right? Like, this woman had to be hospitalized. Like, I don't understand. This is not cute. Your idols are suffering or your idols putting themselves at, at risk or people, not even your idols, just your idols, but like the people that were and it's and you know what? I'm not even going to put this really on the fans. I'm going to put this on like the companies. Like, what are y'all doing to put your, and I'm not like with the Wendy thing. I don't think that was SM's fault. I think that no, was, um, who that. put on that award show? I forgot the, which show it was, but it's their fault because they're the ones that got the venue, right? They, you need to do inspections of the venue. Like yeah, but they, they don't care about that. They don't. When the stages mm-hmm. are wet and it's raining that in the, I guess I'll just say like the Korean k-pop entertainment like the mentality is is that you're still supposed to do your job yep your job is to sing and dance and you're here there's a stage get out there and do it they don't care that the stage is you know slip and slide Mm. out there doing the shuffle they're like you better still do the shuffle whether your ass falls or not (laughs) and they do because that's that's just their standard over there i mean it's not like here in in like well, I guess I will say, like in America, like where if things are unsafe, hopefully the person has enough sense to say, like, either you need to fix it or I'm not going to perform on that stage. And then, I mean, they can say, like, oh, they're being a, you know, picky or, yeah. But it's better to put your, you know, to have, you know, to look out for your safety than to, you know, you just performing, you know, even though that maybe came with everybody expected but you know if something happens you know like you die or you get really hurt like windy like why even take that risk i mean it's just the difference of like where the mindset is and the expectation and yeah. in a lot of these k-pop idols their kids really or they're basically in their early 20s and you know how their culture is that they're not going to probably speak up and say like I feel unsafe and I don't want to do it. They'll be like, oh, okay, you want to you want to be like that? And they're like, okay, well, you're kicked out of the group. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. They make, them, they make them replaceable, too, basically. So, yeah. so even if they do want to speak up or, like, share their concerns, they're not going to. And it doesn't matter whether the company's big or small like that. I mean, that's just, in some ways, it's, it's sad, but that's how their culture is. But if, you know... I don't know. And it's on both ends. I mean, it's one part of like the people don't speak up. But then again, we've seen that happen with Huna and Edon, where they did speak up and came up with the truth and then they got screwed over. But then when you don't say anything, your ass is still going to get hurt. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, That's it's an unreal, I feel like it's an unreasonable expectation. It's like the work culture in South Korea. And I feel like it's nothing wrong with like, pinpointing that it is a, like a South Korea thing because it, it is it's and it's not just South Korea that is like this but it is something that is part of their culture it's a work culture I just remember like um watching like the documentaries about um you know the lives like how like the test season in South Korea like where they take their big college entrance exam and stuff like that I remember there's this um one YouTuber this Korean YouTuber who um, 
I just watch her channel because her grandma like tries different snacks <laughs> like from different countries and it's just really funny because <laughs> she always really likes them but I don't know she's just it's just cute because she's like a little old lady um but she did this like video thing where she compared like American high school she watched like an American high school vlogger and then like a Korean high school vlogger and she talked about like how like when she was in high school like in Korea she would like go to school and then be there until like 11 o'clock at night. Like she wouldn't even do her homework at home. She would do it like she would just be at school. Like, and then like get up at like six o'clock in the morning and do the same thing all over again. And that does speak to like the, that particular culture. And that is just the way they do things. But just because that's the way somebody does things doesn't mean that it can't change and it can't be better. I don't, I think that too many K-pop fans, we say this a lot, but I think that too many K-pop fans idealize Korean culture to the point where they think that, you know, everything that South Korea does is great and everything about South Korean culture is great and that every, and that there's no room for like critiquing a part of the, the, the mainstream sentiments. Um, and they also feel that if you do critique it, you're racist. Um, and I think that's just such a flaw because it, it it's not like that. The fact is, nobody should I feel like every every human being has a right to safety and I hate to kind of go on this little route but if you are a member of the United Nations which South Korea is you have to recognize certain basic um rights like human rights right but these k-pop companies and I mean don't get me wrong there's a, like American companies too um, but there's just so many human rights violations in the entertainment industry that I like, I don't understand. Like, how are they able to get away with this so much? It's just so strange to me. And yes, it is a human rights violation. It might seem extreme that I'm saying this, but it is a human rights violation to still have your artists perform, even though they have a significant and likely risk of injury. It is probably a miracle that none of the crew and none of BTS got injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah. I, mean, well, I don't think it's extremely safe, like a human rights, because I mean, it's like a job. I mean, you know, with any job that we have, if the building's walls are collapsing in and they know it and they're just going to, I don't know, just stick up a support beam that they just got off of Highway 10 and say, get <laughs> to work, I'm going to say, you're out your fucking mind if you think I'm going to work in here like that. Yeah, actually, yeah. It, if something <laughs> does happen to you, that could be considered manslaughter to you, right? So, yeah, yeah. if so, you willingly put somebody in harm. But, I mean... I but, then again, but then again, I guess, too, is because, like, we're probably adults and we, you know, we can't have that kind of thinking because I don't think a lot of kids are going to be like, what are my worker rights? <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. But I mean, I, I, but yeah, but the kids aren't going to. Right. That, but the adults that are around him should be like, okay, you know what? I have a little bit more agency because I'm older and I know a little bit more about the world and this is something that's unsafe. So I need to look out, you know, for myself and also the, the, the kids so you know nobody's getting hurt like that and I know Jimmy like you were saying that it's just just because that's how their culture is doesn't mean that it's right um because to me I mean it was white culture to enslave people <laughs> yeah because I think that bathed by the church I think the part of part of some of the things like that with that kind of conversation is like 
relativity of like, oh, what's relatively right for one, then makes it, you know, then that kind of makes it okay. And I really, I don't agree with that kind of thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that in a, like specifically America, because that's where I'm from, that like everything that we do is right. Right. That it's okay. I'm not trying to, you know, just trying to criticize other cultures and how they do things and not trying and then not say like America does nothing wrong. <laughs> right. But we, you know, we have these conversations on our podcast because the fact is it's a K-pop podcast. If it was an American pop podcast, we would definitely have those conversations. Right. And we still do. We right. still critique American culture every day, but I think it's okay to critique your culture and other cultures if you see something like that is inconsistent. Like it would be different, right? If South Korea was like North Korea, where North Korea is just like, we just don't care. <laughs> like, and they're not claiming to care. They're not, it's not like North Korea is like, oh yeah, we're a part of the United Nations. So we agree that there are certain human rights we cannot violate. They're not doing that. Um, and don't get me wrong, what they're doing, what's happening in North Korea is also still horrible, in my opinion. Um, but I'm just saying, like, there's a difference in the in in how it's executed in places like North Korea and then places like the United States and South Korea, where there's like this freedom of thought, freedom of, you know, this, that, and the other. Alleged, um, alleged right. <laughs> because they have certain claims. We make claims in, in, in these capitalistic and um, republic places, you know, place, basically places that are not totalitarian governments. We make a lot of claims about the freedoms of our people and the rights of our people. And if you're going to make those claims, I expect you to at least somewhat adhere to them. But then I come to find out that South Korea's age of consent has been 13 all this time. Did you guys that's, know that? Yeah, that's why their um, rape cases and things like that are not really seen as such because women are still kind of looked like, at in a well, certain way. she was 13, so she, yeah. she, she had to have consented, right? Like, the, when you start to realize stuff like that, which I didn't know literally until very recently, because they just actually changed the age um, of consent. But when yeah. you start to realize that, it, it kind of puts things into perspective, things you don't usually think about. And so it makes me think about these human rights and I think Nat, you retweeted an article about how the guys, you know, who are involved in the, those little mocha chats, how they got their sentences reduced. Is that correct? Yep. yep. Um, I can't remember who and what at this time because it is pretty. Uh, right. But one of them went from like six years to like two and a half, and then I think that was Jung Ju Young or you, and I think the other guy, I can't remember his name, went from like five years to like three or something like that but they were i'm gonna look it up actually because i want to be able to say it correctly uh but yeah they they were able to appeal the rulings for uh their cases and that's why they were able to get them reduced even though they're completely scumbags and they are definitely guilty like of everything that they have been charged with like there's no doubt that they are are guilty so it's kind of crazy that they were able to sort of appeal it secretly, obviously, because I didn't really see anybody talking about them trying to appeal it. So it looks like it was done more on the download. And then uh, people like it didn't get out, obviously, until the court system decided that they were free to go. But I don't know. If, I don't know if it's them, but there was a case like 
I don't know if somebody mentioned that they had um, the same judge as uh, oh, the yeah. one that tried uh, Hara's, Kuhara's ex, who, I mean, was clearly trying to use revenge porn on, against her, right? Um, and he was a piece of shit. So, I mean, not surprised. But yeah, so Jung Jun Young had his sentence reduced uh, from six years to five years. Wait. Okay, I had the other way. Yeah, and then Chua Jong-hoon had his reduced from five years to two years and six months. And they still, but they still have to undergo 80 hours of a sexual violence treatment program and will face a five-year restriction on employment at facilities rel- uh, related to children, adolescents, and the disabled. Girl, uh, what? In yeah. the United States, if you have a felony, people can just flat out deny you a job. So it ain't, there's no time restriction on, <laughs> on felonies. <laughs> That is insane to me. Like, wow. I mean, that just puts all of these things in perspective when we talk about, like, you know, human rights violations, when we talk about, like, critiquing culture and, you know, why, for example, this this documentary, it all stemmed, you know, this conversation stemmed from us talking about this documentary, why this documentary is so comfortable with showing us these, like, insane things that I cannot imagine. Like if my, if I'm BTS, I'm suing, I'm suing big hit period. I'm suing big hit. The, the conditions that they work under and they're so-called the biggest boy band in the world. Uh, imagine if you are HYB, that's the group we watched earlier, right? Imagine if, if you're them. Hot blooded you. Yep. Like, I, I don't, I don't, that's the tea. That's the tea. I'm trying to figure out, like, and the crazy thing is too with um, who's it? I'm sorry, I'm just continuing this article. Chua Jung Yun, who sorry, Chua Jung Hun. He he did reach out to the victim, and I guess he had an agreement with the victim, but he continues to deny the charges and lacks sincere self reflection. Yet. They reduced his sentence from five years to two years and six months, regardless of the fact that he he lacked any sort of like self-reflection, which is supposed to be a huge thing. In Korea. Well, I guess he just denied it very well. You know, like uh, he, used, he used the R. Kelly excuse. Scum. Uh, just, I feel dirty. I mean, I just these these are the things that are just like happening, like yeah, and it's just like just kind of just a weird like thing that I feel like some K-pop fans may not be aware of, and but it's kind of always there, but you don't really want to always think about it, obviously. But it's just like also makes you itch when you do think about it. You know what I mean, like this song that I really, really enjoy. I wonder how much this idol had to starve themselves for it. Well, I wonder, you know, if this idol, you know, uh, God forbid, experienced a higher up coming on to her because I remember, I think it was Sistar. They did like this variety show and like a junior girl group was asking them for advice. And I believe they were like, don't, basically don't trust like male seniors or something don't like that. Don't leave your house. They were pretty much like, right. don't leave your house. Yeah, we like, go to work, go home, yeah. and don't talk to these male idols. And um, they had what's his face for Lee Took from Super Junior, sitting yeah. right there. And even at the time, like this is before Lee Took had like slid into the DMs of that girl. 
from that new group or yeah group. this was even before that and everybody still kind of was like they bet you they're talking about him yeah <laughs> so, i mean <laughs> and then even to like somebody who everybody has mixed feelings about now like Hachel like in the whole Momo situation and like just kind of how their relationship just feels strange to some people I don't you know I don't really know much about their relationship I don't know much about her or him but I do know that there was a lot of uncomfortable feelings from people who liked Hachel because it definitely came off like he it, it was like he saw her and like he wanted her. You know what I mean? Like it, that's what people are saying. I'm not making no accusations because I'm not one to do that. I think that's wrong. I'm just saying that some people get creepy vibes from that. And I can see how. Well, and there's also like he has had kind of weird behavior in the past, like back when the Wonder Girls were really big. And so he was kind of like there the face of the group. Mm-hmm. Like he used to always be on variety shows and would be the same. Like he loves so he and he was obsessed with so he so he was like 16 at the time or 15 or 16. And um, and he was saying when he was in the military, so he got him through the military and you know, he was like obsessed with like, that was the thing. And like, they encouraged it, you know, on the variety shows and stuff. And that was his whole thing is that he was obsessed with this girl that was like way younger than him. Can I just say, can I just say as well too, I think it's really disgusting that they ask these male celebrities when they get out of the army, who helped them get the, get through, you know, the two years or whatever that they're there. And Uh, and they always mention these like, (laughs) female celebrities that help them get through it and i'm like what are you even talking about so like really that's something that happened you wanking off to a picture of sohi while you're in the the military or whatever like why why is that even important like why is that something that you need to talk about on a variety they asked them that yeah 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 let's go crazy you haven't seen the videos of when like the girl groups performing for the military men, oh yeah, they go insane. X side when they were doing up and down and that hip movement. Oh my god, they could have asked those guys to do anything and they would have done it. I mean, it's it actually was, really crazy when you watch them. It's just so it's weird. I mean that it's weird to see that kind of really is a objectification of another human you know just because of the opposite sex and then that's what all they're reduced to and you know it's just weird to see that <laughs> I know this but then that's so why weird. like it makes so much weird. sense it makes just so much sense then when you see all these sex crimes that like like not just the creativity of these sex crimes like with these mocha rooms and things like that but just like the extent of how they treat women and how it's okay and how they get away with how they treat women you know and it's just like the scariest part like you like going to korea like you have to check bathrooms you have to like be on guard why because you know you don't know where there's going to be a camera in japan they have women only trains why because men are gross like it's it's kind of like an international problem, yes, but I do feel like the whole Lolita thing in or Loli thing or whatever in Korea, Japan, especially like I feel like that exasperates a lot of what that stuff is creepy. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that really does exasperate it, and it's really creepy and really uncomfortable. Like I can't even watch 
a lot of anime like oh start and i'll be like well you look like you're 12 she looks like she's six i'm not watching this oh what like (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't expecting you to say that i don't know what i was expecting but not that well no like somebody mentioned this like manga and it's like you know married in school or some shit like that i don't know what it was but like the characters literally look like they were very young like middle school age or something and i was just like um no thank you I'm like, listen, I don't mind teenage romance in, in like dramas and mangoes and things like that. But like, I, I just don't want to see anything below that. I just don't. And even that, depending on what story you're telling, I'm just not here for it. Yeah, facts. I just like, don't like, like, I just, it creeps me out. And I feel like too, like a lot of people say like, oh, it's just fiction. It doesn't really mean anything. But the thing is, when you watch something enough in fiction, it starts to bleed into your personal yeah, life. Yeah, you start and to normalize it. You start to normalize it. So there's no way that it just stays as fiction. And that's that's one of the things that you can kind of transplant over to K-pop and these these stories of these, you know, it's talking about, you know, big, big, big. Ba- BTS and Big Hit and the stage and how people are treating it as this heroic deal, you know, because they did it for us, they did it for their fans. And it's like, you know, of course, if you see that so many times, you're talking about this person faints, this person faints, and this person faints, you're going to start normalizing that shit. Yeah, and it's going to lose power. It's going to be acceptable to you, you know? And it's like, that's why for us, like, I'm hearing about this stuff for the first time and I'm like flabbergasted. I'm just really just confused as to how anybody could look at that and be like and think anything positive of it because it just looked like to me like you could have had a mass grave literally in any mo- and and then not even that like you're you're putting your staff who are probably very badly paid um yes. and then and probably putting- too a lot of them could be because i know what a lot of groups they have like the background dancers are usually the pe- next people to debut. Like SM yeah. does that all the time. Where trainees. yeah, trainees. So like these could literally also not the necessarily people under the stage, but the people on the stage could also be other kids as well. Yeah, and then you have your money makers on the stage, and they were hopping around pretty hard. So it's yes. like they weren't even like they weren't even taking into consideration that people are holding up the stage. They were like, we're gonna get honestly. Our all. I don't think they knew. I think Namjoon, because if, right? if you look at the order of the scenes, yeah. it, it looks like they told RM. And then w- meanwhile, RM is like literally watching the other members perform certain parts and he's waiting to go on stage. And then they tell him right there. Oh, no. Like, that's why I was like, oh, so y'all just wasn't going to tell nobody. <laughs> y'all couldn't have been playing because they're out there performing when y'all decide to tell them. But the yeah. And then like, and that also speaks to things like um, those rain um, performances where everybody sort of like, oh, like look how many groups got more popular after they were slipping and sliding on those stages, almost dying, you know, almost falling off. Like look how many of them got more popular because of it. It's like, seeing them suffer is makes them more endearing i guess yeah, well, people, it, i just like it's oh, really strange it reminds me of when taeyong because you know that part in cherry bomb where he goes back on his back yeah he like slammed too hard this the, the stage was slippery he slammed too hard on his back he yes. was in obvious pain and like uh, people were up in arms but like it was just like it, like uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe like people's reactions to it are just like, I just don't get it. And then like, 
you see the idols wearing the muscle tape and like the little they have the suction cups when they do that it's because they have to heal their bodies like i i know even just like a routine like i don't know i know even me like i i need to get a massage <laughs> like <laughs> you know i need to get a massage a couple of times you know at least a couple of times you know every couple of months or whatever just from living yeah and i don't even dance for a living well, so, that's why a lot of like idols, they the short time frame of their career is actually kind of beneficial to them because that means that, you know, the way that they push their body when they're young, uh, they can't really do it as adults, you know? So like if you if you have such a long career and you're already like addicted to painkillers, you know, because of pushing your body so much w- between, I don't know, like 16 to like. 27 or whatever whenever you go to the army right um like it it kind of benefits you to come back and have really slow a really slower career and a less popular career because then you're not pushing your body as much because your body like it's already at its peak it's already damaged by that point there's so many permanent damage that you do to your body especially like male idols by the time they go to the army that by the time they come out of the army and after they've had that two years to reflect to get healthy to eat to sleep properly you know like they they do a lot of healing in that time frame that they're in the army. By the time they get out of the army, it's like you can you can kind of tell that their perspectives have changed and mm-hmm. their um, their idea of being an idol and what it means to be an idol has changed because they finally were able to treat their body properly. And for girls, it's, it is the same thing as well, too. I mean, girl groups and female idols definitely have a shorter lifespan. Um, they don't have to worry about the army, but, you know, youth is such a huge and huge like commodity in Korea in general, but also as an idol that female idols, they peak early and then they hit that like 25 year old mark usually. And then it's kind of downhill because there's younger girls by then. Right. And so, you know, all of a sudden you're an auntie and a grandma. Exactly. exactly. So it's like, by the time you hit that, that, that time frame, like your body's fucked too. Like, I mean, there's so many times when um, female idols were saying like, you know, their periods got messed up. And like their body is just like because that will happen. Like yeah, you're they, starving yourself. You're like yeah. physical activity all the time because you're dancing. That will happen. Like yeah, you're or not like sleeping. Their body like or their skin just never like looks good after you have dieted so much and like not just dieted but starved yourself basically so much. When you're when you do start and on the road to recovery, your body just like is broken in a lot of ways. And, and like people want to glamorize this stuff. Like it's, it's fantastic because it's, it's like, there's that beauty and the tragedy sort of motif. And it's, it's, it's unhealthy. Like, yeah, you know, like sometimes, you know, the drama of it all and the tragedy is, you know, it's, it's very touching, I guess, or something you can connect to, but in real life, it's, it's like the worst, <laughs> you know, like it's just not, it's not something you should aspire to, you know, the whole beauty and the tragedy thing. No, in fiction. Yes. In real life. No, because there are always scars that are left behind, you know? And if you're not seeing a therapist, <laughs> you're just, you know, just a mess. Like a yeah. whole freaking mess is, is really what it is at the end of the day. So. Yeah. And and that's why I'm happy that a, like day six is taking this time off. And yeah, like absolutely from 17, he's you know, started taking that time off. And and it, it makes me think about like with them doing this documentary for 17, they claim they're gonna talk about S. Cooks's, you know, reasoning for all of that. 
And I'm just like, you know, it would be nice if one of these documentaries was like a good cautionary tale, you know, like before you think about becoming an idol, look at all the like messed up and it's not glamorizing it. Right. Like, cause with big hits, with BTS's documentaries, it's always like, like you said, a beauty and the tragedy, but it would be nice if one of these documentaries was like, no, it's like actually really horrible. And there are things I like about it, but then there are things that I don't think, you know, kids should aspire to, right? Because it's so unhealthy when you put out these, like you said, documentaries that glamorizes that tragedy. So I, I definitely think I agree with the, everything you guys have said. And I, I, I feel like, you know, just to tie it back into this, you know, the artistic merit of these things and like the fake deepness of these things. The, when you realize how really deep these things could be, it really makes you gawk at the fake deepness because you do have things to talk about. You, they, these idols do have things that they struggle with and, yeah, and these things are, are important. And it's not like, it's not like these, you know, for example, and, and, and I'm not one of those people that like problem shames. Like, I don't think just because you're rich, you can't have problems. I don't believe that. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Actually. I do think that your problems may not be as dire because you have the basic needs met. But I do think you can have problems that are important to you. And I'm not going to belittle you for feeling that way. Right. Um, and I think that those are things that idols can talk about in their music. But for some reason, well, we know the reason, you know, for the reason of wanting to glamorize this, these other parts and wanting to hide away the ugly parts and pretend like they don't exist. They don't get to actually talk about the real stuff. So when we do get something that's quote unquote real, it's just like, this is the way that uh, Olivia Head is actually a wolf demon. And she's here to like save the world and save Kim Lip because like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need that. Like, no, nobody lives their life needing that. Nope. It's nope. cute. It's fun. But like, if you want to convince me that your music has power and meaning and that it's real, actually give it power and meaning and make it real and not make it like the lyrics to fancy. Right. Right. I don't know. Sorry. I just had to go out because I just feel like I'm tired of this. Like, I'm glad that Jay brought that up earlier just because of these music videos, these album titles, these documentaries, all of this stuff is just like false and phony and like not real when you could be real or you could just be like, if you're going to be false and phony, be that 100%. <laughs> Don't try to convince me that you're something else. Katy Perry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, I guess that was part of her appeal. It's because she was like in on that kind of joke of like, I'm a pop star. <laughs> um, and and she was just there to have a good time. Right. You know, that was her lane. And, you know, that was cool and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, she did have some deep songs and, you know, she went there every now and then but it wasn't all the time I guess right like, you know with the, all the time that she was silly or all the time that she was serious i mean you know she gave us a mix of it you know and that's i think true with you know for most people that we would consider like legends they give us variety right so they aren't always giving us the same thing all the time um even though there are some 
singers and groups that do that now, but they get a pass, but that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like be a normal human being, like human beings. We are complex. We are multifaceted. We're not just one thing all the time, you know? And and if we are, we are very true about that, right? We're very real about that. Don't tell me that you're telling me that, you know, this is about finding yourself and like this, that, and the other. When really it's just a song about sex. Like, bruh, like you're you're a grown man. You're an adult. You're allowed to sing about sex. Shout out to my sex. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, you don't have to hide it and pretend like it's no, actually, this is about how uh, every night the sun penetrates the moon and that's why you can't see it anymore. Like, no, it's about your penis penetrating something like. What Living are you doing? It, sit in it, be honest with yourself. Well, we should end on a high note. Yes. Well, that on was a, a high note. note. Yeah, it's true. Talking about penis. <laughs> well, I mean, it, was an, it was an inspirational note right like we gave we gave the girls a tip that they should be more if you're gonna be fake be 100% fake and fall into it if you're gonna be real be 100% real and be multifaceted and be who you are and not what you think we want you to be so any other last thoughts any shout outs I have my shout outs prepared okay Shout out to you guys. We're all four here. Yay, everybody. Yay. 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 Blackpink in your area. Uh, <laughs> never. Have you guys watched Did Euphoria? No. Okay. Um, Euphoria with Zendaya? The, sh- the HBO show. I don't watch TV. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> I love that you wanted to describe it though. <laughs> like, uh, well, thank you, Jay, for that very useful tidbit. Um, shout outs to uh, shout outs to Chloe and Halle because their new song, I really like it. Do I don't it. care what nobody says. It's a great song. I feel like it is so cute, and I like the little dance that they do too. Um. Shout outs to all of the um, young people all over the world who are not on TikTok. You are the real MVPs. Um, Shout outs to Giannis. Giannis got hacked on Twitter by some racist 14 year old from the UK. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And he was just saying all kind of messed up stuff. He was like saying horrible stuff about Kobe. He was saying that like horrible stuff about Steph Curry and his wife. He was saying horrible stuff about like black people. So, and then he hacked into Giannis's bank account on top of all that. Whoa. So shout outs to Giannis. Hopefully, and Giannis just had a new baby. So hopefully, you know, nothing went wrong. I mean, he's a millionaire, but still you don't deserve to lose your money just because you're a millionaire. Unless your name starts with a J. Is his password the same on Twitter as it, it is? It probably is because Giannis okay. is that kind of person. Okay. <laughs> I swear to you. He seems like the type of person to make his password, all of his passwords, Greek Freak 34. Um, oh my God. Because that's his nickname. So, uh, but yeah, shout outs to him and his little baby. No, no babies deserve that. Um, and shout outs to Jungkook and his baby. And Chen and his baby, all the fathers. 
Cook had a baby. Uh, well, uh, well um, the yeah. So those are my shout outs. Shout outs to K Tiger Zero. Shout outs to Jungkook and his baby. Shout outs to it, whoever is Jungkook's significant other or lack thereof. Shout outs. Yeah, that's my shout outs. I think. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm done. Um. Hmm. I don't know if I have any shout outs. No, uh, well, shout out to us. Well, I mean, first, let me shout out us for getting together and having a fun time once again. Shout out to our viewers, our listeners, say who. Shout outs to us for another wonderful podcast. Uh, had a good time, fun time. Shout out to the listeners. Thank you guys so much. Check out our Patreon. And I mean, if you have, you know, a dollar here or there to support us with, that'd be great. I mean, we do it for fun, but there's work that's involved with this in the website. So it would be great and highly appreciated if you guys could uh, support us on our Patreon. Uh, we'll definitely have the links connected to this podcast. So you can check that out and uh, support us if you can. Shout out to... Um, Oh, we listened to that Nuest song, and that was a really good song. It's actually one yes. of the this year. So shout out to Nuest for honestly something different. I will have their babies. All of them? Okay, no. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, chill. Because <laughs> wait, how many members are in there? Is it more I think than it's like seven? six? Oh, okay, because more than I think according to um <laughs> what was it? The uh that website, the Urban Dictionary. It has to be more than seven people to be considered a train. So <laughs> it has a formula and it has conditions. Is this conditional logic, girl? You're giving me flashbacks to the test. <laughs> so yeah, um, shout outs to Apink. You said it has to be more than seven to be considered a train. That's what it said on Urban Dictionary. It, okay. So. But I mean, I, I'm assuming that it's I, like I don't even know seven men. <laughs> like, hey, what? <laughs> now I have to double check to make sure that I'm telling the truth. Uh, but yeah, the line must have at least seven guys to be qualified as a train. And I love wow. that they have like quotes. Like, what's this line for? Oh, we're running a train. Go to the back of the line. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what conversation are they putting on here? What are they quoting? Who who are they quoting? I'm so confused. <laughs> but yes, uh, so shout out to Nuas and Jimin. Uh, oh, thank they you. Need one more per- they need one more person. So uh, yeah, volunteers. Yeah. And <laughs> what, what? I just thought about what you say. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to. Jessica, who had a birthday recent, well, I mean, it was a recent, it was like last month, but still, shout out to her just because I love her. And oh, yeah. shout out to Taman for being the smartest idol. Yeah. Y'all really, that's the thing. Taman is getting bad PR because he actually is really intelligent, but I, people just never see that. I don't know. You gotta, if you ever seen his variety, you would see, not that you care, but I'm just saying that he really is. <laughs> Smart. Oh, I don't really think about Taman and his brains. I so I don't really have an opinion on that. I'll be honest. 
He doesn't seem unintelligent. No, he doesn't at all. I just like don't think about his brains at all. Well, I'm like, talking about just... in this moment where we are thinking oh. about it. Uh, Ash, any shout outs? I don't have any shout outs. Um, shout outs to everybody that's going through this stuff right now. It'll end at some point and just be safe and social distance and wash your hands. Please wash your hands. Please. Don't go to any clubs. <laughs> no clubs. Not even the good ones, guys. So my shout out was going to you know, be like, like Jimmy had said, shout out to all four of us. I know it had been a, been a minute since, you know, I've been on here. I kind of work on a YG schedule. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, you know what? Can I just interrupt to say, and if you guys helped us out on Patreon, we would definitely have the time to put into this and give you all the contact that you want and all the content that you need. This is like the worst time of mine. Put it like that. But we're still here, so. I <laughs> mean, but, but do we want to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could I be. Know. Know. If you give me a choice, be- if you give me a choice between 2020 and like 20, like 2002. I will go back to 2002. Like, oh, mm, hands down. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't either. know about that. Yeah, I'm not about going backwards in time. It's so the, was, you know, really? So we yeah. got Y'all had a problem with 2002? Well, it's just, uh, I kind of don't like looking backwards like that either. I'm kind of like a forward okay, person. Okay, but I can't, I can't look forward if, let's say the future could be like, Slavery part two. So at least we know what 2002 was. We all know. <laughs> yeah, but like, we all know what the future will be. Just because there's a possibility for bad doesn't mean that there's a possibility for even greater or good, you know? So, well, but we've established that we're living in the worst timeline. So that means it can only get worse. I mean, I don't know about that. Well, that no, I never have to leave my house unless I need to or choose to. So, you know, I'm kind of doing all right at this point you hear that white people (laughs) net experience racism Uh, (laughs) from anything that i just (laughs) (laughs) i'm just playing i'm just playing this is why i love you net (laughs) well that wasn't didn't seem like she loved you <laughs> That's a legend panel, Steve. Really, Matt? I'm, I'm stirring the pot. Really, Matt? <laughs> Don't let Jay stir the pot, Jimin. I love you too. <laughs> what? Dang, I'll get you next time. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm real with y'all. Oh, gosh, uh, it's okay. Uh, Jim, silly. So Jay, yeah, Jay, what were the rest of your? Oh, that was it. That, that was it. That's, yeah, that's all I had was just the, you know, the four of us, you know. Best K-pop group with no album. <laughs> let, me stop, <laughs> let me stop. Cut that out. <laughs> we don't need them coming after us. Honestly, mm-hmm. we would have a pretty lit K-pop group. You know, like, we'd have... Yeah, if it was me, Ash, and Jay, boy, we'd be killing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I can be guys' manager. It's all good. So... <laughs> Don't be, don't do us like TLC's manager. That would take you know? us. And that would be pebble. <laughs> I would fight you on that if you get us like TLC's manager. I would. Have pennies have on the dollar. Have Jay on, yeah, VH1 behind the music, breaking down the album sales. 
Uh-uh, we didn't even get a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Got some 10 cents. What? <laughs> Nat, Nat would be should... under Nat would be under our stage holding it up with her big pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. No, I would definitely tell you guys if your stage was gonna collapse. I definitely would be Yeah. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the money. Damn. But yes, okay, uh Ash. Oh, I already gave my okay. shout out, so oh yeah, I need to close. Sorry. Um <laughs> yes. Um Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. You can reach us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, um, how we're doing. You can also find us on Twitter at NYANetizens. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens. And we also have our website, and that's also in our Twitter bio. And what else? Is that everything? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, and that's it. Thank you guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Hashtag net is canceled. <laughs> <laughs>